Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Born to Talk Radio Show. I'm your host, Marsha Witeka. Conversations plus connections equals community. Those are my three C's. The heart of my show is what's your story? It's my belief we all have stories. Some are similar, others are uniquely different. Storytelling brings the passions of my guests to life through our conversations. So be prepared to be entertained, informed, and inspired. Welcome to today's show. Hello, everybody. And I must tell you, my guest today is Eric Burns. And he is the author of When the Dead Talked and the Smartest Minds in the World Listened. But I must say this about Eric. He is a consummate and patient professional. And for those of you who follow me on my podcast journey, you know that our podcast last month was unfortunately interrupted less than halfway through, and I found myself just talking to myself, and that isn't exactly what the plan was. So I'm so grateful that Eric has agreed to join me again. Welcome back, Eric. Well, I hate to start by criticizing you, Marsha, but I'm the one. Oh, go right ahead. I'm I'm the one who is grateful to you because oh. we did we did get half an hour in uh, half as yeah. much as was expected uh-huh. but for right. you to to be willing to start again from the beginning of the hour um my gratitude goes to you I'll take yours but you have to take mine and I will say what my mother-in-law just said to me from above just say thank you don't try and talk this person out of his gift. So thank you. That was very kind of what you just said. And I and I am constantly reminded of that. My mother-in-law didn't say a lot, but when she spoke, people listened. So that's just a little side. So for those for those people that that missed our podcast last month, maybe you could just do a just a brief sort of introduction about yourself because you've had an incredible career, my friend. So let's just let's just give the, our our listeners a little bit about that, and then we're going to move right into your book. Well, it's the fifteenth that I've published, uh, Marcia, mm-hmm. and it's the first that I knew nothing about uh-huh. before I started researching. What I learned, and I'll put it in the briefest terms possible, is that some of the, uh, to use the second half of the title of the book, Mm -hmm. some of the smartest minds in the world, and I can talk about who who they they were, because this is uh, a history primarily Mm -hmm. set in the late 19th and early 20th centuries, uh, Mm -hmm. when... As is the case today, the the notion of communicating with the dead is thought to be fraudulent. Yet Mm -hmm. back in this period, some of the smartest minds in the world either believed in it or believed that it should be researched and treated as seriously as other academic subjects. That's what drew me, not so much the, is it true, is it false, but what mm-hmm. was it about this this notion of communicating with the deceased that attracted at least a thousand of the of 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 the of true geniuses in mm. the United States and England? Wow. Well, you know, before we get to the book, because that really is what we're going to be talking about, 
for people that may not know a little bit about your background, which I do, you have had an incredible career with NBC, Nightly News, and the Today Show, correct? You worked with them for quite some time. Yes, I did. Okay. All right. <laughs> I heard it. Let me just say, let me just say, while we're not looking at each other, because this is strictly audio, I just read your face. I saw the period. We're moving on. So, okay. <laughs> talk about intuitive. Let's talk about your book. So, the name of the book, in, in its full title, is "When the Dead Talked," and the smartest minds in the world listened. Now, that's a very interesting title did how did you come up with that did you did, was that was that something that you came up with yes it is and um uh at the risk of sounding immodest um i i like it because of the oxymoronic quality of it when the dead talked well there's no uh in 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 the common perception there's no academic validity to that and the smartest minds in the world listened well there is no greater academic validity uh, mm -hmm. I, I suppose although i could have put that better than that mm -hmm. which is provided by the smartest minds in the world so the notion that these two almost antithetical notions fortune tellers that's not what they really were, but, you know, mm -hmm. fortune tellers wearing turbans on their heads and looking at crystal balls. Mystic. That comes to mind with When the Dead Talk. And then mm -hmm. the smartest minds in the world, including the man who to this day is probably still regarded as, as America's greatest genius, and that is William James. And, um, well, the list, of, the list of names can go on. Thomas Alva Edison the last project he worked on in his life was a project to communicate with the deceased. So hmm. you, can, you can dismiss this notion as foolish, and I suppose I started out that way. But, Marcia, too many people with too much intelligence wanted to know more about this, and many of them ended up believing that there is some manner in which some mortals can communicate with some people who are no longer mortal. And the idea of, of, of those two, as I said, oxymoronic notions mm -hmm. just intrigued me greatly. You know, I, I don't know a lot about history, so I'm going to um, put my hand up in the air and, and admit to that. I think of Edison and I think of light bulbs. I, you know, I, I had no idea that, that he was included in some of the smartest minds in the world. Are there others that you would like to tell us about besides William James and, and Thomas Edison? In the United States, there was a group called the American Society for Psychical Research. In England, preceding the American group by three years, was a group called the Society for Psychical Research. In the air, uh, the American group, um, oh, Nathaniel Hawthorne comes to mind, Mark Twain comes to mind. Most of the names are names that would not be recognized because they were not celebrities. They were academics. Mm -hmm. the, the, the dean of Harvard's divinity school 
inv- uh, 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 of all people, wanted to investigate mm-hmm. the possibility that the dead could communicate. The president of Cornell, uh, many of the leading scientists, mm-hmm. uh, philosophers, academics, scholars, belong to the American uh, Society for Psychical Research. Now, let me, let me hasten to add, they were always a minority. Always a minority of of people who believed in this. The group in England included two future prime ministers. Mm. It included Queen Victoria, who was not a member of the Society for Psychical Research, but who stayed up to date with their findings, uh, attended meetings. Marie Curie, the the, the names, it, it would be... It would be both impressive, I think, Marsha, and boring to go through all the names, but the few that I've given you will give you an idea of, sure. of the, the, the intellectual, uh, uh, intellectual acumen of mm-hmm. the, the people who wanted to investigate the possibility. Wow, you must have done a tremendous amount of research in writing this book, Eric. Is that right? I, I did, and, and the main reason, as I alluded to earlier, Marcia, was that uh, this is the, the, uh, the first book that I ever wrote of the 15 in, about which I knew nothing when I began. <laughs> oh, but what wow. happened was I was, reading, uh, I was reading another book that, that had nothing to do with this, but there was a brief reference in it to William James, and William James, uh, who introduced uh, uh, philosophy to the American academe, who was the father of empiricism. In other words, you have to show me, you have to prove me. Don't give me, uh, uh, don't give me theory. An opinion. Give me, mm-hmm. Right. Don't give me right. an opinion. Give me facts. Um, he was told by a psychic or medium, the two words are used interchangeably, that Mm -hmm. in two nights at two in the morning, his sister would die, his sister who had been sick. Mm. That is precisely what happened. Wow. And William James became one of the leaders of the movement in this country to investigate the possibilities that, in fact, this woman had been told of a future death. Wow, interesting. So you mentioned we're talking time frame now. So why do you refer to the latter half of the 19th century as the heyday of belief in the communication with the dead? I wonder what the opposite of of heyday is. It was the non-heyday for the organized church. And therefore, there was an opening on the parts of a great number of Americans and and the British for a different kind of belief system. Uh, what provided the openings? Well, more than anything else, Charles Darwin's On the Origin of Species cast aspersions on conventional religious beliefs. The Civil War in this country cast aspersions on conventional uh, religious beliefs because if there were a God and God were a benevolent being, 
how could he permit massacre of this nature? Um, there were some, uh, this, this was the period when Nietzsche was getting more publicity than any philosopher before or maybe even after him with his simple statement, God is dead, which parenthetically was, um, uh, on the cover of Time magazine in 1970, mm. more than a hundred years after uh, Nietzsche said this. So organized religion was under attack in a lot of ways. It was under attack by the Industrial Revolution, which changed the look and the lifestyle of the country that most Americans had grown up in. Mm-hmm. Therefore, there was there was more of a tendency to to uh, investigate other possibilities okay. for 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 worship instead of uh, uh, worshiping God. Um, the the belief of some people came to be uh, all right. Let us settle for communicating with the deceased and this this really was a, uh, um, a, a tremendous desire on the part of millions literally millions mm. of americans mm. uh, after the civil war they wanted to talk to their sons their fathers right. their 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 nephews the people who had been killed in this war right you know, in your in your book, and and we're going to be talking about this as we move through our conversation. You talk about the word spiritualism, and I think that what I think is very helpful whenever I do my podcast is to define words. What what means something to one person might mean yes. something a little different to another. And in our case, I would really appreciate if you could define what you believe spiritualism to mean. That's a very important and and mildly esoteric point here because uh-huh. it means there are two definitions and and um, in in my book I differentiate uh-huh. them by um, spelling spiritualism with a capital S on oh. some occasions and with a small s on the other. Spiritualism with a capital S became, and believe me, I don't quite see the connection here, Marcia, became a religion. It was the Hmm. seventh, in in, in the latter part of the 19th century, it was the seventh most popular religion in America. It had more adherence than uh, Mormonism, than Christian science, there were churches, there were retreats. It was a religion. Spiritualism is barely a religion today. There's something like a hundred spiritualist churches in America, and they're not churches as we think of churches, as cathedrals. They're they're, uh, salons in old houses. They're storefronts. but spiritualism with a small s has mm-hmm. a lot of meanings. You know, you you could you just rattle off yourself, and uh, all of your listeners could uh, um, various meanings for. A, he's a very spiritual person. Well, you don't really know what that means exactly. Mm-hmm. Spiritual with a small s. Um, mm-hmm. 
spiritualism with a small s is uh, practiced by, um, according to a survey conducted in 2021, one out of three Americans, one out of three Americans believes without knowing about spiritualism, having been a religion, having had a capital S at the beginning, they are simply people who believe that they have communicated or been communicated with people who are no longer alive. So those are the two different kinds of spiritualism. The religion spiritualism barely shows up in polls now. But spiritualism, if you want to take one definition of it, i.e. communicating with the deceased, one out of every, to, to me that's a startling number, one mm-hmm. out of every three religions, one out of every three people, excuse me, in this mm-hmm. country has had communication, so he or she says, with someone who is no longer alive. It's so interesting. This is just a side note um, because of the timeliness of this. I have a very good friend that's been a widow just for a couple of years now, and she was visiting family in Tennessee a week or so ago, and her daughter-in-law set her up with a psychic, science person, however you want to call this person. Mm-hmm. And this person was able to say to my friend, as the sort of medium between the two, her deceased husband and her, he was talking about the cat that was their cat that he was holding. He was talking about how beautiful she is. He was talking about how he really loved when he when she would rub his cheeks. And my friend is going, there is no way in the world anybody would have known this other than him. And it gave her enormous comfort. I just I just felt the need to interject that because I've just experienced that conversation with her over the last few days, which I just found really startling, frankly. And she was beyond belief excited about all of this to know that that he was with her. So I think that's that's small s, correct? That's small s, yes. And yes. and uh, if if there were people, most of the one out of every three Americans today who believes in this um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> would not know the word spiritualism and would not know that spiritualism, capital S, was in fact a religion. They not would it. say, uh, you would ask these people what their belief is. Well, their, be- their, their belief is they can talk to residents of the afterlife. But the mm-hmm. name spiritualism as a religion um, has just faded from view. Mm-hmm. And by the way, okay. Marcia, I've had the same experience yes. you have. I, uh, when, when I write a book, I don't talk about it much. I, I, I don't mm-hmm. show uh, excerpts to people as I as I go along i i mm-hmm. i'm just not comfortable doing that but uh-huh. a few people that were friends of mine uh knew that i was working on this book and several of them and, and these are you know, lawyers uh, theatrical agents these are mm-hmm. these are intelligent people these are you and me and and they would say to me oh have i got a story to tell you and i said well huh. i'm i'm I'm, I'm not really interested in anything 
uh, up to date. This book has a history of a period, uh, of a unique period when unique mm-hmm. circumstances existed that made spiritualism into a religion. But people mm-hmm. would say, well, if you decide to do an epilogue, I've got to tell you about, and then they'd go on with sure. just the kind of tale that you told me. Hmm, interesting. Well, let's talk about, because these are some people I'm going to just be straight that I'm not familiar with. So how did this brilliant British scientist, Sir William Crookes, who won the Nobel Prize Prize for Chemistry in 1907, that was a day or two ago, how did he sum up the research on spiritualism? Uh, With a wonderful and succinct line. There was a uh, a man right around the turn of the century whose name, the turn of the 20th century, whose name no one would know today, but he was the, um, he was the, to use today's term, he was the rock star of, of, okay. uh, of, of spiritualists. And he agreed to be uh, tested by the Society for Psychical Research. And the test, the, the conditions of the testing were extraordinary. The security, the, the impossibility of any information being funneled into this person, uh, of, of, of this person's wearing earplugs so somebody could give him answers. I mean, the, 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 the security would have made the CIA proud. There was no chance that this particular psychic was being fed information. There was no evidence found Mm -hmm. by the smartest Mm -hmm. minds in the world of fraud. So he spent several days, uh, Sir William Crookes did, um, uh, putting this man through tests, conducting various experiments. And at the end of it, he came out and uh, uh, talked to some of his friends and fellow scientists, fellow believers, who said, uh, well, what what happened? What happened? And Mm -hmm. uh, Sir William gave some remarkable examples uh, of of communicating with the dead and of other impossibilities, putting his hand in a fire and taking his hand out of the fire and there being Mm -hmm. no burn. So several days pass with these experiments, ironclad security being conducted. And he was asked at the end of these, what is your conclusion? How can you possibly believe this? And his reply was, I didn't say I believed it. I merely said it was true. Wow. Wait, you need to say that again. I didn't say I believed it. I merely I said. I merely said it was true. Yes. Wow, that's powerful. In other powerful. words, even some of the people watching these remarkable feats and who swore to them, uh, to their veracity, I couldn't just come right out and say, "Oh yeah, 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 this happened." This happened. It 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 goes where most of us human beings are 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 mm-hmm. rational people who cannot mm-hmm. easily believe in this sort of thing mm-hmm. and and a, a, a personal note for me 
departure is I, I find this book, I found it difficult to write because I didn't want to write a book that was um, obviously um, uh, a 300-page shill for uh, the existence of ghosts. Um, there'd be no point in that. Uh, nor did I want to do the opposite, write a book which... Mm-hmm pointed out how fraudulent the whole idea was. I just wanted to know what the truth was and 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 why so many people of such uh, uh, academic brilliance were were mm-hmm. drawn to it. Um, that 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 doesn't exist today. The the uh, the notion of talking to the deceased doesn't uh does exist today as i said one out of three americans <clears throat> believes in it mm-hmm. the religion however spiritualism as a religion has mm-hmm. virtually disappeared disappeared gosh you know it, it as you're talking about this i'm thinking my god the research i'm just curious i i have a lot of authors that join me on my show how long did it take you to write this book well um, oh. I had some was it illness. in chunks and pieces? Okay. I had okay, some, uh, yeah, I had some illness to battle. I had a couple periods when when my writing slowed down greatly, and I okay. had a couple periods when I couldn't write at all. But oh, from wow. beginning to end, um, it would have been four or five years of not constant writing. Right, but I get that. When now. I started to when I stopped, I I do a lot of drafts. Too. In this book, mm-hmm. you know, because of the dicey nature of, of the right. topic, because I didn't want people dismissing it as, as hokum, mm-hmm. I did draft after draft. I, I, I don't know how many drafts of this book sure. I, I wrote, but I did write more than 10. And I'd go wow. over it carefully and say, "No, this looks as if I'm 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 being uh, swindled by one of these people, being conned. No, this mm-hmm. looks like listen. No, this. The, the, how many people witnessed this? No, mm-hmm. only two or three. I'm not going to include this. Then, mm-hmm. I mean, it. It. I think because of the controversial nature of the subject. Um, that this book required on my part more more concern more more caring than anything else I've ever written and frankly than anything else I've ever thought about yeah I'm sure there was times where I mean I don't know if you just kept a pad by the bed and it's like oh my god I got this thought in the middle of the night I got to write this down now or I'm going to forget this in the morning you know I, I just I can't imagine um, you mentioned that during the the last half of the 19th century that people had this belief with the communication with the dead that it was actually considered a religion back then. How how many inheritance, I'm not saying this word right, how many believers were there? How many believers do you think there was with that? The, the uh, accepted figure, and it's a wide range, uh-huh. uh, in, in the United States and in England together is between mm-hmm. 4 and 11 million. Now, wow. as I said, that's so wide a range that it's, sure. it's it doesn't really give you the kind of precise information you'd like. Mm-hmm. But even if it were only 4 million, 
And right. even if even if the four million were all wrong, even mm-hmm. even if even if there were never any such a thing as spiritualism, the religion, the fact that so many people, millions of people, believed in it, tells you something about the nature of the culture, the needs of the people. And why they believed in what they mm-hmm. believed in, even even if they were wrong, it, 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 it's like it's like polling, uh, mm-hmm. Marcia, about a, a, a political candidate, about an issue. You know, you, uh, uh, Gallup and other organizations will, sure. will take polls, and the polls, you know, d- 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 uh, Dewey beats Truman. That famous headline. Well, that's the mm-hmm. result of a poll that was taken in 1948, and it turned out to be wrong. But but it was right in the sense that it it, it did accurately measure the feelings that people had about, in this case, um, who the next president should be. It didn't mm-hmm. turn out that way. But I'm making yeah. an analogy here between polling, which tells you what people think. And actual reality, which, mm-hmm. well, is just that, the reality. They are not necessarily uh, the same things. But it's, the same. It's, it's important to know, even if you're studying something fraudulent, and, and I wasn't entirely, um, why were so many people willing to believe? And you mm-hmm. perceptively already uh, uh, asked that question about you know why there were so many adherents in the late 19th century. There, right. there was a need because of the Civil War, because of the influence of Darwin's book. There, there was a need for people to, if, uh, if, for some people to, to to latch on to a different set of beliefs that could do mm-hmm. for them what traditional religions had done for them in the past. Well, that makes sense, and you know, let's face it, technology wasn't what technology is today, and so I'm just surmising from what you're saying that oftentimes our belief system comes from what we hear in our families. We, we, I don't think people challenged what their grandparents or great grandparents said because that was believed to be the their truth, and so that's what you understood it to be. And I, 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 I'm trying, not trying to simplify this, but I suspect that a lot of this was just propagated just based on what you heard, what you saw, what your family did, how you were raised, whether you were raised with religion, whether you weren't raised with religion. I mean, everybody wasn't raised the same way. And I, that's what I think adds to the, the curiousness of this for me. And it makes me wonder this. Because seances were were happening during that 19th century, were there that through your research, were there any well-known people actually participating in seances during that time? Oh my goodness, yes. Um, for some reason, William Makepeace <laughs> Thackeray, who wrote uh, Vanity Fair, um, was a, a skeptic who was taken to a seance by a friend of his and became a believer. Um, 
the number of people is 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 great and varied. Mark Twain never believed in it until he had a dream uh, about his brother, which hmm. came true uh, about his brother's death two or three nights after that. Um, the 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 power of this belief in the in the culture. Uh, one of the ways in which I, I tried to establish um, how, how powerful this belief was was by listing the names of some of the authors who wrote about it. And they were, uh, from, from Hawthorne to Twain to, to, to uh, um, uh, Henry James, who was William's brother, uh, all of the, uh, the Wuthering Heights, uh, most of the great authors of the latter part of the latter half of the 19th century took this subject of communication with the deceased seriously enough to write yes fiction about it but that's 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 evidence of how mm-hmm. pervasive the belief was in the possibility of this kind of communication in our country so uh, the, the the original question was did did famous people partake yes the uh the the brownings elizabeth barrett and robert browning had an enormous almost divorce causing fight uh, wow. about this elizabeth believed robert didn't robert saw a supposedly saw a table uh, uh rise at a séance and he looked under the table to see what was lifting it. Were people doing it with their knees? Mm-hmm. Well, he he didn't believe in any of this, but he's quoted as saying, and I'm not going to get this right, but this is the idea. I saw nothing fraudulent at this seance, but I know mm-hmm. it wasn't true because it's not possible. Interesting. Wow. Yeah, wow. Well, you had mentioned a little earlier that um, that in the New Yorker in 2021 that one out of three Americans at that time claimed to have talked to the deceased. How how do you explain this apparent contradiction? Uh, I I I don't see a contradiction. Okay, to, oh, that's did, that's did, a really good answer. Well, no, define. Okay. No, I, I, I think it, it sounds as if I'm ducking you, and I'm no, not. No, 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 but, no. But, but well, tell me what you mean by contradiction. Well, I guess what I'm wondering do you, do you think there was a contradiction between the about spiritualism? No, because I think there are the, uh, there are these two different definitions of spiritualism. Okay, the, 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 the capital S and the smaller S. Yeah. Yes. The, uh, of those one out of three people today who believe, mm-hmm. uh, if they knew of spiritualism, capital mm-hmm. S, well, mm-hmm. they might, in fact, call themselves spiritualists. It's just that okay. that word, and that word used to denote uh, a, a, a religious belief, has virtually disappeared from the culture and from our cultural vocabulary. Okay. So for our listeners that are listening right now, they might be wondering, how did they 
actually connect? I know that's, that's a deep question, but we've got we've got we've got time for you to take your time and answer <laughs> that because because after I ask you this, just so you know what's coming next, my friend. Not only do I want to know how they connected, I also want to know what they talked about. So it's yours, my friend. Share the, share this part with us because I think this is really fascinating. And and you're going to what, go out and get a cup of coffee while I'm rambling on? Here. Sure. No, I'm going to go to the bathroom and brush my teeth. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> no, my okay. friend, continue. Um, rephrase the question for me. Okay. So how did these people connect? How did they do this? There seem to have been, and 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 histories of uh, of of this kind of thing are are um, oftentimes not very helpful because they're um, the histories are hokum. There are very few um, smart minds in the world today who have written serious histories of spiritualism small s capital s so there are, there 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 aren't really a whole lot of trustworthy sources um so i've i've had to um to some extent to come to my uh, own uh conclusions yes i'd like to One hear of that ways, the, the 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 primary well i don't know if it's the primary way but the most commonly thought of way is you hear a voice. Uh, there are people who say they have uh, heard the, vo- the voice of God. They have heard the voice of Jesus, just as you are hearing my voice. Although there are no other uh, parallels between God, Jesus, and myself, but it seems <clears throat> that that uh, a, a lot of people heard is the wrong word. That the they would go to a seance because they would have mm-hmm. a question to ask of of someone who was deceased or just wanted to. Well, they would <clears throat> say to the uh, medium, "I want to know what he thought that summer about the so and so," and the answer would come back in one of two ways. It would come back just directly into the mind of the person who had uh, asked the question, the sitter. That's what the people who uh, went to seances were called, sitters. They didn't hear a voice, but but they knew, and this is what a lot of people say, as you know, about uh, having communication with 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 Jesus, that um, the, the, the idea or the answer to the question came into their minds. Those are two ways in which the communication happened. And here's something that I don't understand at all, Marcia. Eventually, a layer of bureaucracy was added what? to uh, mm. to this process. Here, here's the way things went. I'm a sitter. I'm at a seance. I say to the medium, here is what I want to know from my deceased cousin. Well, the, uh, the 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 medium doesn't ask this question of the deceased cousin. 
at some point an intermediary called a control was added because mm. it was thought um, that this control had a better means, this control who was deceased, him or herself, could more effectively communicate with others who were deceased. So in 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 seeking the information that I wanted, it, it, the request would go from me to medium to control to deceased person, the object, the, the person that I wanted to talk to. That's, and then that, it would come wait, back. Let me interrupt you. I'm so sorry, but I want to, I'm, so it starts with the person. Then mm-hmm. it goes to the medium. Mm-hmm. Then it goes to the control. Mm-hmm. And then it goes to the deceased? Yes. Okay, and that's very, that's it, helpful to hear. Well, I mean, it's, it's helpful, but, 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 you know, it's not, it, it's just a lot of people in, in considering this whole issue of, of, of communion of some sort with the deceased find a lot of it silly. Always, even today when one out of three uh, people believe in it, well, two out of three don't. So it's always been a minority. Right, right. But, uh, yes. But this, 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 adding the control. Once I, once I came across that, to me, that is one of the sillier things, frankly, that I have read about the whole process of spiritualism in the late 19th century. I, I, I could find no source that made sense to me that explained what the hell a control mm-hmm. was doing except you know maybe making a little spare money on the on the on on the side adding to the layers of bureaucracy it, it, the, the the notion of a control puzzles me greatly that's interesting you know you you gave me a very thought provoking conversation even though it was a very limited time we spoke together but you said something to me that was so it just stopped me in my tracks when i mentioned to you about my husband's passing Mm -hmm. and that and i said what i said but how you rephrase this to me which was made it so powerful is i felt it was a quantum leap moment where his body came into my spirit, his spirit came into my body and said, Marsha, I didn't mean to leave you. It is what it is. You will adapt. And you immediately said to me, did you hear him or did you feel it? Oh, my God. I have repeated that to my children because what I realized is no. Exactly. No, I don't remember hearing his voice. That isn't the sense I took away from that shocking experience. It was so surreal. It's like you're we're at a basketball game and now you're dead. What the hell just happened? <laughs> and um, you know, and because he was that engineer, because he lived by those simple principles. I had a yeah, but for everything. Not him. It is what it is. Period. Adapt. Mm-hmm. And when, when that sensation, if maybe that's the word, came into my system, 
I realized by what you asked me, did I hear him? You said to me, like you, like you and I, like you're hearing me speak right now, is that what you heard? And I thought, holy cow. No, I don't think I heard anything. I just felt it. So I, I just, I needed to throw that back in there because I want you to know that was very powerful and it still stays with me right now. I just, I felt the need to, to interject that. But well, I I I want to interject something which please. is a, uh, um, um, a more specific idea okay. about communicating with the deceased, and it comes from the uh, greatest inventor uh, in in American history, Thomas Alva Edison. As mm-hmm. as I mentioned to you earlier, um, he was w- working on. A, a, um, uh, a device to um, communicate with the deceased. And the reason is that he believed every word that had ever been spoken on this planet was still, uh, he called them swarms, S-W-A-R-M-S, was still floating around in mm. this planet gathered together in swarms and we just um, the human mind has not reached a point yet at which it can um, well for want of a better word hear these words these these thoughts that might have been uttered a thousand or so years ago right so he started working on a device which he called a spirit Finder. This was the oh, last wow. project of his life, the Spirit Finder, and it was to be a manner of plucking out of the air what you wanted to hear. Um, mm-hmm. Let me make it sound even more preposterous, but this is okay. what Edison. Go ahead. You know the guy who invented the light bulb, as you pointed yeah, it that out. Yeah, that guy. Uh-huh, well, that's how so I we know he's not crazy. Right. He, he, <clears throat> excuse me. He, sure. he wanted to hear. He believed that if if he could only figure out how, um, that it would be possible to hear the Sermon on the Mount spoken mm. by Jesus. He believed that existed in some form, in some place, on this planet. And that's what the spirit finder was supposed to do. It was supposed to, I guess, be an electronic kind of medium. Um, Mm. The the problem with explaining the the spirit finder, which I think is fascinating, you know, the idea that 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 history still surrounds us we just don't know how to communicate with it but edison to the frustration of his biographers uh a couple of whom even left this out of the book because he didn't get very far um on it um the 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 uh um, the, the, the the the, the the authors who worked on the book could find no notes 
the, the authors, mm-hmm. the archivists, historians, family members. He left behind no notes on the spirit finder. He left behind no diagrams. He left behind no papers that would explain theoretically how the spirit finder would work. But um, in in my book, When the Dead Talked and the Smartest Minds in the World Listened, um, I was able to come up with um, the with with some. Um, some notes and some some quotes from the top assistant, Edison's top assistant, working on the Spirit Finder. And he did explain, not so that it's easy to understand, because this, what I've been saying the last couple minutes isn't easy to mm-hmm. understand, or it isn't easy yeah. to accept let's say. But uh, I I was able to get some more information from Mm -hmm. um, Edison's top assistant on this. But this is what the man that we Americans would think of as the greatest inventor in our country's history. Sure. This is what he was doing, what he was working on when he died. Hmm. The spirit finder. Did it ever actually get produced i mean you did no. it did it it never got produced it oh, was if there was a way to do it it remained in edison's head wow uh, that's fascinating yeah that's really he talked that's about really it. interesting uh, go ahead i'd like to hear more about, about this mm-hmm. an article about it appeared i believe in in the scientific american edison made no uh edison was not embarrassed to admit that he thought there was a uh, um a way to communicate with people no longer alive what he was so so he he would he would write he wrote an article or two for scientific american um and spoke about it occasionally but never gave details uh, which suggests, you know, perhaps he really didn't, he believed there was a way to do it, but that he had no idea what that way was. Um, mm. it's, it's, it's hard to know. He, he was committed to the idea, uh, Marsha. He was committed to the belief. But uh, he doesn't seem to have lived long enough to start doing any kind of work on this fascinating that is really and 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 it wasn't like it was passed on to somebody else to continue that process no no he worked with one other person and uh and as i said uh i have read i read several biographies of edison and a couple of them uh don't even mention the spirit finder a couple of them do and the mm-hmm. spirit finder was, in fact, that's not a myth. Edison believed there was something called the spirit finder, and he was going mm-hmm. to invent it. But um, it, 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 he got so little accomplished by mm-hmm. the time he had passed away that, um, as I said, several biographers just ignored it as perhaps the ramblings of an old man. I don't know. Huh. You know, you, you you draw beautiful pictures when you speak. That, that shouldn't surprise anybody because you're, you're an accomplished author and accomplished in a lot of different things. 
one of the pictures that you drew in my mind is when you talked about the word swarms because mm. i the, i pictured something do you do you what do you think what do you think the first vision came to my mind when you talked about swarms what do you think i saw first i think you're a little too creative for to no no that. i'm not well no I'm, the first thing that came into my mind when I hear the word swarm, and this is very mundane, is a uh, group of insects buzzing. Exactly. I, I thought of bees. Oh. A swarm <laughs> of bees. That's exactly okay. what I thought of. That is precisely what I thought of. And so I'm thinking, wow, so picture that. Picture that swarm of bees. Picture that swarm of, uh, I feed the crows. You should see how many come into my yard every day. They're swarming all over my yard. My neighbors hate me. It's like the, rooster of the, na- the roosters of the neighborhood. Um, but I'm picturing, uh, I'm picturing these, this, I mean, sometimes I even, I feel like clouds can be swarms. So I'm just kind of, I was visualizing uh, a little bit about what, what you were saying, and I just, I think it's so interesting. Um, do you think that, that a lot of academics are just seeing this as a bunch of hooey. They just think, this is crazy. What do you think? Absolutely. They Mm -hmm. always did. As a matter of fact, when uh, William James uh, in his time tried to uh, recruit people to join the uh, American Society for Psychical Research uh, and and found people who were um, interested in the idea, uh, who thought there should be academic studies done at colleges mm-hmm. and universities. Um, a, 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 a lot of these people were, were still very dubious, and James made them even more dubious by saying this, if you commit yourself publicly not to belief in communication with the afterlife, but in the belief of validity, of the validity of studying the subject, if you believe this subject, forget pro or con, if this Mm -hmm. subject should be part of a college or university curriculum, you will be vilified. You will be scoffed at by your fellow academics. This This will hurt your reputation. No kidding. And wow, that's so. That, that's fascinating. You, the oh, only please. the only person I came across whose reputation was not to some extent damaged was uh, Sir William Crookes, and perhaps it's okay. because um, having won the uh, Nobel Prize for Chemistry in 1907, he he had just ascended so high up the ranks of mm-hmm. academia that he was able to regain his reputation. He was scoffed at when he spoke about some of the things that he had come across in his experiments, but he was able to regain his full academic standing. A lot of people never did. Hmm. It's interesting. So as we look to today, how prevalent would you say spiritualism is in the 21st century? Spiritualism with a capital S? I think I'd like to know the answer to both. Well, I think the answer to uh, spiritualism with a small s is one out of three. 
um, I forget, and I'm I'm sorry. I shouldn't. That's okay. It shouldn't be the case, and That's or if it right. is, I shouldn't be admitting it. But I I I, <laughs> I don't. The New Yorker didn't undertake the poll. The poll was undertaken, and the New Yorker published the results of it. But um, yeah, capitalism, um, capitalism, <laughs> spiritualism, <laughs> small. I don't know where that came from. Uh, small s <laughs> is. Uh, is remarkably prevalent. One out of three is a minority, but it is a significant minority. Sure. Um, as far as spiritualism, the religion is concerned, <clears throat> there are believed to be about uh, in the United States. I don't have a figure for Great Britain. Sure. Uh, about. But uh, in the United States, there are believed to be, and I think I mentioned this, uh, about a hundred churches, none of which virtually none of which would would appear to be a church you know these are storefronts uh these are uh one step up from chanties there's no such thing in this country as a spiritualist cathedral i see so um it barely and and the pew center Oh, what's it exactly called? I don't know if you know the the, the Pew Research Center in Washington D.C. No. But uh, they are a, a nonpartisan polling organization. Okay. Uh, who came up with? Um, <clears throat> um, who, who did a poll? Conducted a poll maybe ten years ago about what? How many Catholics there were in the country? How many Episcopalians? How many Jews? Mm-hmm. Uh, how many Seventh Day Adventists, and the number that appeared next to spiritualism, capital S, was uh-huh. zero. In other words, it, now if there are a hundred churches, even if they're just you know, as I said, storefronts, obviously mm-hmm. there are some people in the country who are still spiritualists, but statistically. The number was mm-hmm. so small that it did not show up in the in the final polling data. Interesting. That that's very interesting. So and, and, and the last and, and, couple and of little, go ahead. No. Mm-hmm. no. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. No, no. It, it, it's 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 a little confusing. You know, people. There are yeah. so many people who believe in spiritualism, uh, capital S, but don't know they are. They don't know it was a religion. They just the, the the people I have talked to who have had conversations with uh, um, uh, those who have deceased have never used the word spiritualism. They believe in the tenet. They believe in the belief, but they don't know the name because the name isn't used anymore. I see. Well, we just have a couple of minutes to wrap this up, and you are a man of so many talents. What's up next for you? Do you get to take a break? Well, yes, <laughs> no, I No, I suspect no. <laughs> I, I mean, it's up to me whether I take a break. I'm, I'm sure. working on uh, – um, uh, I'm just about finished with my first novel after 15 okay. works of nonfiction. Will I tell you anything about it? No. 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 I but will you not. know what? That's not okay. To, not, 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 not to be rude, but suffice no. it to say it has nothing to do with whether or not <laughs> one can communicate with someone who is 
no longer on the planet. Well, I just think... It is entirely different. You know, here's the thing, Eric, and I said this on my Facebook Live. I know we're not on social media together, but we all... We are. I, I'm speaking for myself, so let, let me take out the we all are. I have to live a purposeful life. That That is very important to me as a person that is going through what I'm going through on a regular basis in living that purposeful life. I, I've never met a stranger. I'm out walking today, and I met the most amazing man, who happens to be a coach for 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 Pop Warner football and mm-hmm. we just started this conversation it was absolutely phenomenal and i think that whether you're writing your next book and we don't know what it's about whether you're going to take the a cruise to Alaska and go see the glaciers while they're still there whatever it is that you're going to do i think that it's important that well, let me say to me that I live a life of purpose. I don't want to walk around yes. saying, oh, gee, I guess all I have to do today is the laundry and what am I going to have for dinner. There's got to be more in that for me in my life. And I suspect that you too live a very purposeful life. Would I be right? Uh, you would be right and I would be right in, in, in knowing that you were born to talk. <laughs> that what goes along with that, Marcia, oh, is being God. born to listen well, and learn. Those are all. You. Those are all one. Uh, those are all one entity, and uh, it it has it has been a pleasure to do both with you to talk and to listen. Well, I would say it's mutual. I'm so glad we had no technical difficulties. This yes. was finally meant to happen. And I, I have my hand is over my heart. I'm not about to say the Pledge of Allegiance. I'm just saying <laughs> I'm so grateful that this went off today without any hitches. It was meant to be. And when you when you finish writing this novel, and we have an t- opportunity to reconnect, maybe at the end of 2024, I'll hear about what's next with you. But Eric, I just want to thank you so much for your professionalism and your willingness to see this through to the very end because this has really been enlightening and enjoyable to speak with you. My final thought is you've done it again. You've blown (laughs) it. You've gotten it wrong. The gratitude comes from me to you. Okay. I will just say I will accept your compliment. And I won't try and talk you out of it. And so everybody, have a lovely day. We're we're approaching the end of this year. I don't know where this time went, but I do wish everybody the very best as we come to the end of this new year. And once again, Eric, just thank you for joining me. Thank you, Devin Blaine, for sending Eric my way. This has been a blast. And I will let you go on with the rest of your day on the East Coast. Bye for now, everybody. Bye, Marcia, and thank you. Bye, Eric.
For the health coverage you need close to home, lean on Molina Healthcare. Molina has 40 years of experience caring for people across the U.S. with access to quality care for moms, kids, and families. Molina provides preventive services, pediatric care, maternity and newborn care, transportation to medical appointments, a 24-hour nurse advice line, and more, all at no cost. For details and to find out if you qualify, go to leanonmolina.com. Get the care you need. Lean on Molina. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.